Hello and welcome back to the Fins Nation UK podcast. Here for our week five review of the Dolphins win over the New York Giants. A game that we won by 31 points to 16. I am your host, Andy Davis, and I am joined this week by a first time to the podcast. A new guest with us today is Mark Bradley. Mark, how are things? Cheers, Andy. Thank you for the uh, for the intro. Yeah, yeah. First first time. Um, so uh, yeah, not not too bad at all. Thank you. Not too bad. Basking basking in victory and getting back to winning ways. Absolutely. I mean, after the you know after the the Bills lost last week, you know, where a game where I certainly went into a lot. That game was a lot of hope with actually a lot of confidence for the first time in years of beating the Bills, and it turned out to be actually quite our worst performance in a couple of years against the Bills. And you know, I'm with the Bills. You know, I was expecting a win as I did in our previous episode. I was very confident of a win. And with the Bills being there when the Bills lost to the Jags in London at what two o'clock, three o'clock, going into that six PM game, you know, I knew that we had a real chance of getting that one game up on them. And, you know, with the next week against the Panthers, you'd think it'd be probably more similar lines. We're most likely to go five and one, which I know we came four and one for the first time since 2003. Now I don't know what that would be like if we beat the Panthers in terms of the five and one record, but um, yeah, it was really good back to winning ways. And I thought that, you know, whilst it wasn't a perfect game, um, that's what I'll touch upon now. Uh, nevertheless, good to get a win after losing last time. We all saw last year, of course, three, no, then obviously two and down lost three in a row. So it was good to see it after losing one game, getting back to winning ways. But yeah, um, just tons of the main stats, tons of, first of all, callback to, uh, 22 from 30 in terms of completions and attempts, uh, 308 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. In the run game, Devon A chain, 151 yards, uh, average of 13.7 carries per yards per carry, I should say, and one touchdown. But most are also getting a touchdown and 65 yards. Um, Tyreek Hill, 181 yards, t- one touchdown. And Jalen Waddle only got 35 yards, but he got pitching with a touchdown. Uh, and then defensively, um, we managed to, looking at the sack count, there was two sacks from Zach Cedar, uh, 1.5 from Manuel Ogba, half a sack each for Eli Apple and Christian Wilkins, and then one sack for Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, so overall, good performance. Came at a cost, Devil A-Chain is meant to be, I believe, out for a month, I believe, if I'm right in reading that. Um, so that's not good, considering the run he's had uh, the last three or four games. But Tua, that's the first talking point. You know, callback, I guess, with headlines. We may as well start there. It's... I think overall, you can't be too annoyed because we won the game, but definitely worse sometimes concerned. I mean, the, the touchdown yeah. off that led to the pick six, the 90-yard yard pick six into the end zone, you know, that was disappointing to see, especially in an area where he's normally so reliable and so accurate. Um, but obviously the other one is the main one I'll talk about is the one where you could make a case, I genuinely reckon, for maybe the worst throw of his professional career. Um, you know, I think that there was no, you can't blame the excuse of the fact that, oh, he was badly protected or you can't use the, 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 the excuse that, oh, he had a ball tipped from a defender and it came that it was e- easy pattern to make. And, you know, he tried to, um, you know, try to find, you know, the model and it, it was completely in the throne and completely nowhere near him. So, yeah, not his best game. But no, I think I think I think I think you're right there. And I think I think he's he's very much um I think the last the last couple of games, I think I think the Bill the Bills game, I was like you, I was kind of hopeful that you know we'd finally be able to break that 
um, break that sequence against the Bills with with how we'd been playing, um, and and obviously you know it, it didn't pan out that way. Um, I thought we were perhaps going to have a, a repeat of the Chargers game where it was going to be a bit of a shootout first the f- first off and everything else like that. And I think I think the one thing that I've kind of kind of felt with the with the last couple of games is you've kind of seen where the pressure's on a little bit more, um, and we've started to see you know a few more of the. The penalties from the O line that we had that we had last year, um, a few more, you know, two have been under pressure and obviously perhaps making some some, you know, not not really liking throws. You know, I, I thought that it it felt to me a little bit like um, he perhaps wasn't getting the ball away as quick as he he has been in the first couple of games of, of the year. You know, we all know he's he's fast out the out of the out of the pocket and getting the getting the getting the ball out to the to the receivers or or anything else like that. And I just kind of felt that he. The, the sacks that he got maybe in the Bills game and 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 obviously in this game as well, maybe perhaps you know with the with the history and everything else like that. I don't want to kind of harp on about the history because everybody well, all everybody does. Um, but you know, I just wonder if perhaps he was a bit. It seemed to me he was just taking a little bit longer and not quite reading the reading the right ones. I think the the one that you're talking about there, you know, he kind of he kind of had. I think Durham Smythe was literally kind of stood there in front of him the other side where nobody around him and and, and it would appear to be you know his second or third read probably something that he that he could have got, gone to but overall I agree I agree I think I think he's you know I think it was it was a decent game um but I think I think he knows that he can probably play a bit better than that yeah I think certainly he's got a chance to do that in the Panthers game and I think that you know I think to be honest with you I think we we have we should be happy he's just on the field because you know we this year was Almost a year ago, over a year ago now, where you know he got he went down in the Bengals game, a game I was at, you know, and it's you know it's um I think it's good to see that he is you know he's taking he's taking some hits and he's you know he's going for these scrambles and he's seeming getting up okay and I think he seems to be you know going down a lot better. I think that's also part of why the jujitsu stuff happened in the off season. Yeah. I think he it's seems really, yeah. to have. Then off-season gain muscle, that was one of the big talking points in the off-season back to it. And, you know, he seems uh, so far so good. I don't want to tempt fate too much with only, what, five weeks in. But I think it's just for all Dolphins fans, today, but even just for football fans in general, just good to see him back on the field and actually making some positive plays. Absolutely. I think, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big tour fan. I always, I always have been, I've always been, I've been in the, in the, you know, I think he's, he's going to be our franchise QB and I think he's going to, he's going to, he's going to progress um, as well. You know, people perhaps don't always, don't always kind of think about the fact that it's still, um, what's only his third, third season is, is this now? Third season now, isn't it? Fourth now. Yeah. Fourth, fourth. yeah. But, but third in terms of kind of regular, regular game time, I think. Yeah. And, you know he's you know so he's you know he's still he's still learning and you look at you look at players like Josh Allen um who you know he had a rough couple of years when he started and then gradually each each year and obviously he's developed into the into the the, the quarterback that he is now and i think with and i think with Tua we're seeing we're seeing those signs of of progression um but i think it's um you know i think it's it's just key for him that he he maintains his I think I think he seems to take quite a lot on his shoulders as well. You know, he came out after the Bills game and was pretty much shouldering the entire responsibility of, of the game and everything and that. And it's 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 nice to see you know players coming out and taking responsibility. But you know, it's it's not always all on him. Um, you know, um, but um, I, I think he's um, I think it is it is it is going to be a good good positive sign for us if he can, if he can stay fit. You can see he looks 
more willing to run this year as well. I mean, he's sliding and I think the, the jiu-jitsu and everything else like that has definitely kind of kind of benefited him. Um, and and I think it also helps that he's got he's got a few more options now. He hasn't always got to to look for the pass. He hasn't always got to look for for Waddle and you know he hasn't always got to look for Waddle and Hill and you know sort of look downfield. And um, I'm definitely trying to get the Legion of Zoom trending as the uh, as the nickname for our for our offense um but it's um it's you know i think i think i think they deserve they deserve a nickname they you know they're with how good they've been you know yeah i mean it's um been a great you know historic first five weeks of offense i mean it's i said it before it's the best team i mean i've been a fan 12 years it's the best team i've ever seen us have i mean it's not it's not saying much on some of the teams we've had in the past but <laughs> you know i think this year i mean this look at Tyree kill i mean I've mentioned 181 yards, but the speed of not only the touchdown he scored, but also there was another play where he went, I believe, was in the red zone, maybe the three or four yard line, I believe. The, the, some of the, when, when you watch him, I've, I I think that, you know, for me, he's best receiver in the game right now. And I think that he might, I think the Mark Brothers have something to say about it, but I think certainly in our in our generation, my generation, best ever receiver I've seen wear Dolphins jersey. It's, you can't you can't catch him. You, you, if, if you get him in his stride, uh, there's there's no there's not a single defensive back I think that can catch him on on his day. He is just watching him on in that game against the Giants. It was just it's just it's just frightening how fast he is and just how much of an X factor there is for not only helping Tua but also just general general for the general team because there were a couple of throws where he did slightly in the throw it but Tyreek Hill basically caught I remember one play he caught it went back a little bit and then went to the left hand side and ran. It's just. It's just fantastic to see, and it's um you know for years I I think for years there was a time where we had no a thousand yard receiver in a while. I think Devontae Parker broke the streak, but and there was a point where we had no hundred yard rusher for like years, and then we now are getting pretty much every game now again. Multiple, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Devon A Chain I just mentioned him before, but he is injured. I believe it's for a month. Um, so in terms of that, just how. How much of a missing thing that is because you know he came in pretty much as better to be the yeah. second or even third choice back. He's come in and right now, I think current form, he's probably on number one back, you could argue. Yeah, no. Um, and there's, there's a worry about if he comes back, you know, I think Jeff Wilson comes back from injury reserve soon, and there's always that worry that can he get back to what, what he was before. But for the run game we've got, which yeah. go back to two, it will really help him give the hand the ball off. Just how good have you found the run game? Not just in this game, just gone, but just overall in the season. Well, I mean, you know, I've, um, I've, I was brought up many, 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 many years ago on on Dan Marino was was kind of when I when I started watching, um, and you know, I've always been a I've always been a fan of the the, the passing game primarily, but seeing the rushing game that we've that we've had this year, you know, I think it, I think it's a real it's been a real kind of realization for me that, you know, you can, you can have a, you can have a, you can have a running game where it's, it's fast, it's exciting. It's not just running into a, into a herd of players and, and, and falling over every two or three yards, you know, you can make some real, real differences. And I think, I think the, the, you know, the, the running back room that we've got has been, has been fantastic, you know, and most of it I think was good last year anyway. Um, I think, I think he's helped, a chain, I think, I think, you know, you can you can see that, you know, he's he's sat with him all the time, he's talking to him, he's he's kind of leading him, which I think is a wonderful thing to see. Um and I think the you know, sort of the the output that that all of the running backs uh, have, have done has been really good. I mean, 
plus when you think you've got players like you know Salvan Ahmed as well um you know he's he's a he's, he's a nippy guy when he wants to be and Chris Brooks who who's a different sort of back you know he's a bit more powerful he's a bit more you know you I actually noticed there were a couple of plays um at the weekend where it was Brooks who was opening up the lanes and you know kind of the you know and you think well all that work goes unnoticed, but they're there. And if they're going to be doing the same things for, for Ahmed and, you know, and, and Wilson as well, you, you kind of think, well, I mean, nobody's, you wouldn't think there's nobody's going to replicate Achan's sort of start to the season, but you would think if the, if Brooks and the O-line who've done a good job of opening up those lanes can carry on doing that, especially against the likes of the Panthers and, uh, you know, the teams that we've got coming up, um, you'd think that, Hopefully it'll it'll be a blow to lose to, to lose that output, but hopefully we've got the the depth to be able to to keep it going. You know, just then I think depth is key because we saw it in the 49ers when McDaniel was there and the the, the running back committee they had. I mean, it was um Raheem Mostert was there, Elijah Mitchell was there, and you know, it was busy running back by committee and they all shared the load. And I think that especially when you go quarterback that too, that isn't a so deep sort of like in Mahomes or Josh Anton. So if he's not that deep on quarterbacks, therefore it's not as essential to be going for pass plays all the time. And I think that, you know, obviously we've got Hill and Waddle, but I think when you've got someone like Tua who's so accurate to make those, you know, short passes, I think it's perfect for Tua as well. But I think having that run game is so crucial to McDaniel's system. And I think that is why, you know, it's good to have really that third choice back like a Jeff Wilson or Chris Brooks because, you know, you can then mix up most of HA. I think it's a really effective run game. I think we extend back all the way to that Shanahan system. And, yeah, I, I do believe that it's, you know, probably one of the best run, running back run run games in the league right now in the league. I'm going to quickly look up um, the rushing stats. I mean, it's all round. I mean, the overall stat season, I believe it's like, so two has got the most passing yards, Adrian has the second most rushing yards this season behind my personal pick line off MVP, Christian McCaffrey, and then Tyreek Hill leads the league in um, receiving yards. And I'm just going to get the team total. I want to know what the team total offense that is because it's bound to be... Um, Isn't it something like 2,600-odd yards, I think, through the first five games or something in total, something like that? So we've got 513 yards per game total, as you said. Uh, passing yards. We lead the league with 1,639 passing yards in total. Uh, yards per game being 327.8, which is still the best in the league. And then we lead the game, we lead the league in rushing as well with 929 yards, 185.8 uh, yards per game as well. Uh, and points wise, we're again ahead of the Niners and Buffalo Bills and the Lions, which Lions being fourth is crazy, but. Yeah, I think yeah, that, that offense is right now to lead every stat. I don't think I've ever seen that before. I've seen yeah. years where it's been, you know, a team has led the passing game, but the rushing yards been a bit lower down on the table or vice versa. But I've never seen a time where it's been, I mean, I was too young for the British show on turf. I imagine that might have been a similar thing, but yeah, yeah. I've, never, I've never known it to be every single part of the game we're leading in and if you include this individual stats, we're only one you know rushing yard away from every single player. Yeah. In I don't know. I don't know what you think, Andy, but I don't know. I don't know whether whether you think, but it seems it seems to me like one of the one of the key things for this for this offense. And you talk about the Shanahan offense um, is we we seem to have turned pretty much 
all of the all of the guys that that we've that we've mentioned into a Debo Samuel type as well. You know, we've got you've got the Rashi, you've got the, the quite a lot of them are hybrid. You know, you've got yes, they're running backs, but you've seen passes to Aching, you've seen passes to Moster. You know, you've seen Hill Hill having the odd the odd rush here or there as well. You know, and I think even even though you've got those stats and you've got you know the best one of the best wide receivers or one of the best running backs and everything else like that. I think the difficult thing for the defences that we that we seem to have come up against probably bar the Bills, the defences that we've come up against, I just genuinely don't think they know how to mark the players because, you know, it could be just because Hill's there, it doesn't mean it's going to be a pass to him. And just because, you know, Mostert's there, it doesn't mean it's going to be a rush. It could be, it could be, a, it could be a, you know, a, a pass on the outside. And I think that, you know, the, you know, McDaniel's play calling bar the odd, you know, fourth and one or third and one, where I think we could perhaps run the ball a little bit more instead of passing it. But I think generally it just seems to be such a such a varied, you know, offense in terms. And obviously, we all know about the you know the motion that he uses, which again is another confusion tactic against against the opposition. Um, I think it's 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 just it's just phenomenal, really. It's the, I, I mean, I I you know, like I say, I've been watching him many many years, and I even even the greatest show on turf, I, I can't really remember anything like like watching watching the dolphins and it's it's quite nice having had the years and years in the wilderness that we've that we've had it's quite nice to be able to say you know and see that and and you know be be happy to look forward to watching games and watching sort of the the weekly coverage on good morning football and all those sorts of things where you know they're talking about it in a positive sense and you know we're on we're on every day just because of you know the 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 um how great it is and of course, who could get where, you know, most weeks we're on people's high people's power rankings, which I remember for years and years we were in the bottom five, bottom ten, maybe, of people of these um power rankings in the league. And now I'm seeing us all the time, you know. I've not seen us from memory outside the top five since Athens week one or week two. So yeah, impressive. And you mentioned just then about um Washington for many years, and that's really normally where I start the episode by actually didn't go around to doing it this time, but for you, Mark, as you are first time, I'd like to ask you the same question as everyone else who comes on for the first time. Uh, what made you a Dolphins fan? Yeah, so um, exactly that, really. You know, kind of, kind of growing up um, and and watching. You know, I remember um, Gary Imlach and Channel Four, and and you know, watching the. Um, I can still, I can still remember it now. The uh, the Channel Four logo that used to morph into an American footballer with the. The, uh, with with the helmet on and um, it's kind of like me breathing through his through his mouth out of the out of the thing and that was that was kind of the thing and you know it it started then um, there used to be kind of little collectibles that you used to get little helmets and wooden replica shirts and, and all of that and I think you know it's it was it was then that I started watching it um, staying up late say to watch watch the Channel Four show um, and and it was around that time of just kind of you know watching. Everybody was everybody was wearing Raiders jackets because obviously they were cool and they were black and silver and you know and everybody was wearing Raiders jackets were a fashion thing. I was like, I'm not interested in that. Otherwise, it was the 49ers. Well, I'm a in in my soccer soccer life, I'm a, I'm a Derby County fan, so I hate anything red. So I wasn't going to be a 49ers fan. Um, and and obviously then watching and seeing Marino play. I mean, Marino's like my hero. So just just watching the way that he played and the way he played the game and the way that the Finns played and the you know the aqua and orange and everything and being a bit you know it was a unique color set and everything else like that. And it was it was just that really. That was kind of what you know they were like. You know, I, I think I probably watched the first thing and I was like, yeah, that's that's I like them. They're they're going to be my team. And 
um, and and I picked them, and I've I've supported them ever since. You know, it's I think it's it's one of those things where it's kind of weird how people get into supporting their their NFL team because um, you know it's it, it's often through something daft like the color of the shirt or or a, or a logo or, or something else like that. But yeah, it was a mixture of kind of a, a multitude of things. But um, yeah, it's it goes back it goes back a long a long long way um and and everything and that so it's it's really nice to kind of see now the the um the success that you know i think we've been craving for for so many years and you know we've kind of had we've come close and then it's faded away and come close and faded away and um it's um it's kind of the highlight of well it's it's funny how it kind of creeps in when when you're doing when you're doing well how it it, it creeps into kind of every day you know, you you constantly looking forward to Sunday, and you know, or or Monday, or whenever the game's going to be. But you can, you know, you constantly looking forward to that Sunday and thinking, you know, oh, what am I going to do this Sunday? And then then it's going to be, you know, getting in to watch the Dolphins and everything else like that. And it's it's really nice to think that it's it's a positive thing now. And, and like saying, being excited to watch and you know, even even against the Bills, you know, um, having a, at least the the feeling of you know we've got a good chance today, and you know and yeah okay you know bar the bar the collapse that, that we had you know we, we started off well um and and yeah so yeah so that that's kind of been been my journey my journey with it um never managed to get out to see them or anything else like that though which is which is a bit of a shame which uh that's on the bucket list to uh to do and get to hard rock but um i'm sure uh, in in due course that that might happen Definitely, definitely. And Dan Marino seemingly has recruited most of Finns nation uk i mean he's pretty much single handedly created our fangle i mean most people I know off the air are of a certain age, most people in the group, and, you know, it's Dan Marino, because back then he only showed the best teams, which is why now you get a lot of Niners, Bears, and Dolphins fans, because in the 80s, that's what were well, the best teams. You had the Fridge, you yeah. had Joe Montana and Dan Marino, and it's, um, and I actually, I this video, this podcast is going to be out Wednesday, when it's been recorded Tuesday night, Wednesday morning is when it's coming out, and later on today, on my own TikTok, Andy Talks NFL, I actually over the weekend during my time in the press box of Tottenham, I managed to find a fan of every team wearing the jerseys and ask them why they're a fan of their team. So if you like your overall NFL history, you like to know how fans of the whole league become a fan of their team, then do check out my TikTok. I'm actually on YouTube on Eurotrips, the same thing going out, but a longer version. Um, basically, you can find out how each fan, you know, whether they're from the UK, Germany, Austria, I met a lot of fans from Europe, and um, you can find out how every fan base you know, is created in the UK. But um, actually, whilst we're on Fins Nation, before we go on to the defense, a very Fins Nation UK heavy weekend, something I wasn't expecting this weekend. So, talking about media duties on Saturday, I did some media stuff at Battersea Power Station for the NFL experience. Um, got to, the pleasure of interviewing people like uh, Kenny Stills. Um, Interviewed again, actually, on the Monday, and that's on my TikTok as well. Um, the Daphne franchise tag. But on the Saturday, got to introduce OC Manura, gone to be around Jason Bell um, and people from Wilson and stuff like that. And, yeah, then, now that I know, you know, I, I, um, I'm I walking around, I can see, according to my eye, not only can I see Bobby Shirley, Mark Shirley, can also see Martin Lydon. Oh, I didn't get, didn't actually bump into Martin, then in the end, I was busy when I saw them, but I managed to find them. But then later on that day... Saw Mark and Bobby at the pub. And then who popped up out of nowhere? Lee Eason. Um, so a bit of a nice surprise seeing a few from Finn Station on Saturday. And then the Sunday, going to the Beehive, which is called where we watched the way where we spent time in the Jaguars London game a couple of years ago. Went there after the game in London to watch the 6 p.m., including this game we're talking about today. 
with, with the intention of finding Mark and Bobby, who do I find? Donna and Phil. Um, that was a very nice surprise. Wasn't expecting that. Spent a nice two hours watching it with with them and um, Freddie and Sky from Franchise Tag. Sky being a Patriots fan, so um, there was a bit of banter between them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Boo and <laughs> having having Donna there was obviously the Saints destroying the Patriots. It's quite nice to see, and she was giving Sky a lot of banter during that game. It was. Um, yeah, a good time, and um, yeah, it certainly was a nice, nice surprise. And um, yeah, Kenny Stills, I've got to say, what a man, and what a nice guy. And speaking to him three times in four days was just um, three times in three days, I should say, uh, was was quite cool. Um, it's going to be pretty cool speaking to uh, to Jay Bell and Ose as well. I mean, I must, I love those guys. I think they're amazing. I think they're great. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a bit of a one eighty moment because I've, I've I've mentioned before, so sorry to the listeners, but I um. I managed to basically, I got into the NFL 2009-ish, uh, picked my team before ever watching a game because of Madden and I was going to Orlando on a family holiday and then for years I was just checking the results. Didn't watch games live because I was that old, you know, old few point I've always two-stop start, too many adverts, but I love watching the games. So for years and years, just watched the scores, YouTube highlights, but then discovered the show on 2015, the NFL show, you know, those two really helped me. The, their banter was Mark Chapman, which really hasn't been replicated yeah. since he left. Yeah. Um, right. You know, them two, particularly Jason Bell, O.C. and Mark, their sort of camaraderie and their togetherness and their chemistry on the camera really helped me turn from a casual fan to like a diehard fan. And certainly Patriots Eagles helped that a lot. But then uh, go from that in 2015 to what's that, eight years later, getting press credentials to all the games, hopefully it's well Germany, but that's not confirmed yet getting all the credential to London games, being able to actually ask questions to OC Minora was just a really forwarding moment for me. And I, I um, yeah, I thought I was really, um, I sort of didn't really hit me until maybe I was walking home on a Saturday, just thinking like, wow, that's just happened. And never would I thought back then that I'd be, you know, be able to ask people like him a question or getting field access or, you know, getting to be around Sam Quek and Dan Fletcher and all that. So, yeah, I'm very was, jealous. I'm very jealous. Oh, it was an amazing experience, and um, I'm sure Kenny Stills probably sick of sick of the sight of me now. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure he's dying to get away from me. Um, but defense. Um, now I mentioned a stat before the game. I wanted to really touch on one player in particular, uh, Andrew Van Ginkle. Um, my guy. He's a player that you know. If I'm right in saying it, he actually originally was released and then brought back um, in the off season, but. He's always been a guy that's been a bit of a figure of inconsistency. I found he has he has he's one or two games a year where he blows up, uh, you know. But really, over the course of the season, whether that's down to the snaps he's getting or whether down to his own performances, lacking consistency. But so far, you've got to really praise his his season. I mean, it's you know so far the season four sacks, um, twenty total tackles. I mean, his last game, last two games alone, combined for three sacks and eight tackles. Um, You've got a fumble recovery as well. The game before that, um, the one against uh, the Broncos. I also he was a big part of that. I believe it was him and um, I can't think of the player was now who uh, basically forced Daniel Jones out of the game. Um, he seemed to be yeah, it was a big hit. That was that was a big yeah. hit. He just seems to be under Vic Fangio, a man reborn and a man a different player. And I think now I'm fully aware it's only five games in, but he, he is looking right now. He's really is right now a figure of consistency for the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. He's he's. I've always been a big. I've always been a big fan of his. To be honest, um, like you say, inconsistent, but one of the one of the few 
sort of difference makers, I think, on the on the defense for over the last couple of couple of years. Um, and you know, I think um I'd made a note myself to mention to mention him and and he's I think it was he, you know, you he's you've kind of seen a bit a bit of a different game for him this year. Obviously, he's he's kind of moved outside a little bit. Obviously, with Jalen Phillips being out, he's kind of moved to edge and he's he's had a little bit of bit of time at edge, he's had a little bit of a time inside. Um and and he's just kind of taken everything on board. And like you say, you know, if that's the if that's a if that's a Fangio, um, if that's a benefit of the Fangio system and, and Fangio's coaching, then then obviously that's 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 a great thing for him. And I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Um, I think he looks he looks dangerous. I mean, him and him and Sack Sealer as he's as he's now now also called, you know. Um I think I think they've kind of overshadowed Christian Wilkins a little bit. I mean, Wilkins has always been, you know, the past few years has been kind of the stalwart of the defense. And um I think, you know, I think the contract talks, I, I do feel they've probably kind of affected him a little bit and kind of sitting out the off season. But um I think Van Ginkle's been been amazing. And I think um, you know, he now looks like it's gonna be hopefully a consistent breakout season for him in terms of developing into into a you know a, 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 an absolute study in that position. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's you know, it's amazing how, you know, just one person can make a difference either way. I mean, it's um big fan just come in and we see people like him really up their game and then, you know, sadly so far we'll not see Christian Wilkins do it quite as much. But um but yeah, and I think it's really positive to see it because, you know, it's a great story really because it shows people that you can have these rejections in life and you can be, you know, even when you get to make it into the league and then you you can sort of have these things. So to him to be, you know, to come back and, and play like this, it's um testament to the to the play to the play really and the man himself. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's all looking good really for the Dolphins. Um and that's where we all end it on that note. Um so first of all, um huge thank you to um Mark once again for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've been very much, very much appreciated. No problem at all. It's been good having you on. Um, but yeah, thank you for everyone who listens to this podcast for today. This has been the Fins Nation UK podcast with me, your host Andy and Mark. Uh, just before we go, thank you once again to Jed Granger for the theme tune to this podcast, and thank you to Number One Wayne Collard for the podcast graphic. In the meantime, let's go and hope for a win against Panthers. Hopefully we'll bring you Panthers content, Panthers preview, but if not, that's down the time constraints, but we will be back next week regardless for Panthers review. In the meantime, see you then, and let's hope for a win on Sunday. See you, Andy. Fins up. 